welcome to the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. We're excited that you're joining us again here on the front porch. My co-host this season, Ingrid Lockmeyer, and I are having a series called On the Front Porch, where we are going to be talking about conversations and topics we believe can kind of make a big impact on our lives, our communities, and maybe the world, because most world events can be solved from the confines of a front porch. Right, Ingrid? Oh, yes. That's where it begins. Yes, it is where it begins. So we invite you to join us today. Um, Grab a cup of coffee and sit down. Today, we're going to be talking about friendship. I want to start off by asking you, Ingrid, what are some qualities that you believe are important for friendships? Oh, so many things. And I think they're things that you just look for in yourself as well as in the people that you uh, allow yourself to become close to. But I would say probably, I think you agree, the most important thing is um, just honesty, really. Not brutal honesty, but um, transparency. Mm -hmm. When you get to a certain place in your friendship, you want to know that things are genuine, that you can trust one another. And we were just talking earlier that you would think one of the qualities would be to have a lot in common, you Mm -hmm. know, like the same things, do the same things, live in the same area. And I think for both of us, some of our richest friendships happen to be with people who um, are very different from us, Mm -hmm. but because you are able to just relate to one another and enjoy each other and share the important things and the unimportant things in life that can that can make for a rich friendship what do you what about you what are some of the things you look for well as you were just thinking about that actually I just thought that if anyone is coming to the podcast and this is their first time we didn't introduce ourselves very well but yeah what we do want people to know is that Ingrid and I are friends right and our friendship actually kind of developed from some of these qualities that you talked about Mm -hmm. so One thing that you may not know is that Ingrid and I actually are from two different generations and um, Mm -hmm. age groups. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to (laughs) reveal what those are, but older older sister, younger sister, older sister, younger (laughs) sister. You can't be my mom. You're not not old enough to be my mom, but there is a a fairly large age gap between Mm -hmm. us. But what Mm -hmm. I have valued about our friendship that has grown, really, it just started from that very first conversation we had from a work project that really drew us together around common themes Mm -hmm. of not only writing, but parenting. And I think the same heart for parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have some similarities of raising boys. Sure. And one of my oldest children is um, same age as your youngest. Yep. But when I think about the qualities that you shared, Ingrid, those are things that I value in our friendship. So an element of friendship that is is really important is a sense of safety. Absolutely, yes. That's probably the biggest one, don't you think? I do, because I think probably all of us have had friendships where we have maybe felt betrayed by that person. Mm -hmm. Yes, and a friendship that um, is going to endure is one where um, not everyone else in your friend circle has to know about right. the things that are important in, in that specific friendship. Right. You know, it's not a group friendship. It's a, it's a, a good, true friendship. It's a one-to-one, like you said, safety and uh, relating 
not that you don't have friends in groups, you do, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's important. And one thing that has become important to me over the last few years is the element of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I mentioned this in my book, Fledge, um, Launching Your Kids Without Losing Your Mind, was a time where I was writing in my journal, we're just reflecting, and I remember writing to the Lord like, um, Lord, I'm really lonely. And I thought, oh, that's really selfish. I have, I have friends. Like if people looked at you, Brenda, you would have, they'd say you have friends. And at that point in my life, I thought, no, I, I really have a lot of relationships mm -hmm. and relationships are different than <clears throat> friendships. Yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can have a lot of relationships with people who we consider friends, but the friendship is actually one-sided. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And that doesn't make them bad friendships. Right. It's just, you need to know what to expect. Right. And if you expect something beyond what it is, you need to communicate that to the person. Yeah. But if that's not going to be part of that friendship, but there's still value there. Right. Um, that's for you to determine whether it's worth your effort and your time. Yeah. And I think realizing that um, the element of reciprocity is that you are receiving from the friendship in a way that is similar to what you are giving. Yeah. So there are a lot of friendships where it might be not one-sided necessarily in a bad way, but it's just that um, the friendship is one that you're, you're giving to that other person, whether it's time or advice or, you know, it's, it's one where you're there for them. But then I think sometimes the, the discouragement comes when you might see that relationship or you desire for that relationship to be reciprocal. It's kind of like you're, you're giving and you, you want that reciprocity or maybe when that expectation is there of, hey, I've been there for that person, but then in your time of need or even when you express a need, um, it's not acknowledged mm -hmm. or, or given back. And so I think just understanding what friendships can give and what the person the friendship can give. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people who um, perhaps are in need and so you're giving more in a advice type of way or being a support to that person, then it's, it's not really fair for us to expect that relationship to be reciprocal because that person may not be capable at that time right. to give and, back. And you make me think of something that I, th I think is kind of important. It's okay to have boundaries in a friendship. Mm -hmm. And your boundary may mean that you will go this far mm -hmm. toward ministry or helping a friend in need, um, but you won't go beyond that. You, you do need to have boundaries. Right. I think that makes for a healthier relationship or friendship if you know I don't, it's not a good comparison, but, um, you know, you teach your kids, what, what are your boundaries in a dating relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, you need to have those, you need to have boundaries in a friend, friendship as right. well. Yeah, I would agree with that too. And one last thing before we go on to the next question is we also need to tell people to also have boundaries, even in what they, um, are looking for from us. I, mm -hmm. I remember years and years ago, I realized that there was a friendship that I had that this person really looked to me, you know, on a pedestal a little bit of, mm -hmm. of kind of um, really hanging on a word that I would share mm -hmm. or, and, and I just remember telling them like, 
I'll fail you at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I'll fail you whether I intend to or not. Um, hopefully most of those times are when we don't intend to. But I think that's just a, a good reminder for all of us. Because I know for myself that I've probably hurt others in relationships because I, I have failed people. And I know for myself that I've been hurt also in relationships mm-hmm. because I expected things from people um, and didn't communicate those expectations or even did. And yet I was disappointed when maybe those um, needs or expectations were discarded. Um, but we are human. So we are going to feel each other in friendships. Oh yeah, we are for sure. And, and never should we put anyone on a pedestal or put them in a place of, of too much uh, influence in our lives. And we mm-hmm. should never do that for someone else. I think, I think just um, being discerning and stepping back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do need to pull back just a bit, not pull away, but right. just for the sake of the friendship, you know, get some perspective, especially if it's one where there is a lot of give and take and a lot of time spent together. Uh, it's never healthy to let that be the only friendship that you're investing right. in. We could go on and on about yeah, we those could, things. We could. <laughs> and also just drawing people to their relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I think that's the bottom line is yep. that we we support people, but also do so in a way that points them to Christ mm-hmm. also. And we can talk about these things because both of us have navigated friendships long enough. I mean, I can think of some probably unhealthy friendships mm-hmm. in my past or places where like you, you know, I was elevated to a level I was not equipped or qualified mm-hmm. for. And so we're not telling you, we read this in a book. We're saying we've experienced some yeah. of these things yeah. and, and you learn, you learn. Yeah. Sometimes very imperfectly too. Yeah. So one question that we wanted to talk about were unexpected friendships. So um, Ingrid, share maybe a friendship that you have developed that really was unexpected. Okay. This is one that I thought of this right away. Um, a, a young man He's no longer a young man. He's a good friend, but um, he was my younger sister's boyfriend in high school. And, and you know, they're not together. It was a high school romance, but um, we just became friends, um, just total platonic um, good friends. I, I went to school with his older sister. And so anyway, that friendship continues today. And he's married and has five children. And um, he and my husband enjoy each other and get along well. But I think we would agree that uh, my friendship with him was the impetus for what we have together now. And he was there for me at times in my life, strictly as a, as a support and encourager. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I really needed a male voice mm-hmm. in my life, uh, some of the things that, that I went through. And when I had two young boys that I was raising on my own, he was, he stepped in and, and um, contributed to their health and safety in a way that really cemented that mm-hmm. friendship. So I value that one very much. And I think that's a, a good example of, um, so I'm going to be kind of bold here to say this, but some people may think that any type of um, opposite sex relationship that is outside of your husband is always and completely inappropriate. Yeah, I know. know. Um, But you just gave a very good example of the fact that with integrity, relationships have places in our life that don't always have to be something that is inappropriate 
Mike, you mentioned this friendship developed during a time when you sounds like you were both single and you were a mm-hmm. um, single mom raising boys. So right. he stepped in, but, but it truly was a platonic relationship yeah. then that mm-hmm. has developed throughout then your, your marriages since then. I think we need to acknowledge that, but then also say that new friendships in a marriage relationship, you know, when you are married, again, going with those boundaries of whether they're work relationships or, or just other relationships that, um, that balance of, of boundaries, but then also integrity. So a lot of factors to be a part of relationships, um, but always bringing everything back to the Holy Spirit and back to mm-hmm. our relationship with Christ. If you navigate our, your friendships like that with, not with fear, but with wisdom, and always, like you say, keeping Christ at the center, we know that um, I don't think we're ever not to have friendships with people of the opposite sex. We're just supposed to have them with integrity. Yeah. And, and that's up to us yeah. to meet that. I would agree too. And I think that's one thing I have realized working as a um, professional, both in mental health and in education, is that developing friendships with coworkers, um, male coworkers who completely were full of integrity, work-related, um, truly have concern about each other's families, but never cross the line of any type of inappropriate mm-hmm. elements. And so I think it's just a good reminder that there still is goodness in the world and that we always have to use biblical principles and check the Holy Spirit in our mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. So that brings me to the idea of seasons of friendships. As I thought about my own unexpected friendships, there probably was not one specifically that came to mind, but what I did think about are the different friendships I've had in different seasons of my life. Mm. Uh Um, Probably the most unexpected friendship I can think of was with a woman who um, our common friendship were our children. We were both pregnant when we met. And um, again, kind of an age difference. And really outside of our kids, we probably didn't have a whole lot in common. But we used to spend hours on the phone together when we <laughs> actually still had phones that were, that were, um, you could, on they the were big, big and clunky. <laughs> well, these were probably cordless, but, okay. um, but where um, we really developed a friendship through the camaraderie of our children. And then as our children went to different schools and grew up, we still keep in touch, but the friendship, those friendships really do develop around kind of seasons of life. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that I've had to cultivate friendships around professional relationships, writer friends, Mm -hmm. um, counseling friends. And so um, seasons of life bring people into our life, but then also they kind of leave too. Absolutely. That happened for us with our homeschooling community some very good, strong friendships there that, not that I don't still care about those people, I just don't see them right. anymore. And yeah, well, we were talking too about um, what are some of it, as you enter a new season in life or as you leave a season and new potential friends come into your life, what are the things that we can do? We talked about this. How can we cultivate a new friendship. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you approach something like that? Yeah. You know, it's not like we're sixteen or fifteen or ten anymore. Right. We're adult women. How do right. you 
How do you approach that? Yeah, I actually love this question because um, I love people and I love connecting with people. If you were to ask my kids when we go on vacation, they will tell you that I'm the weird person who will strike up <laughs> random conversations with people that I don't know. Um, and I just did this the other day and I think I shared this on our little Instagram story we, we did before we, we recorded this. Uh -huh. But um, I love connecting with people and finding common connections. Yeah. And um, I recently just met um, some individuals who work in our local community, and I've really been strongly considering pursuing a friendship with them in a way that I would love to be able to invite them into our home and really develop a, a relationship with um, someone different, different from myself, but then also finding the common pieces. And sometimes it's the most basic components of humanity. Mm -hmm like motherhood. So I think, I think motherhood in one sense, like that is always a common connection. Yeah. Easy to connect right. on that level. Right. Yes. And, and I know for myself that sometimes when I find it hard to connect with people because our backgrounds are so different. So as a counselor who's worked in a public school, um, I often, um, I mean, we're recording this the week of the race riots. And I worked specifically in a um, inner city school a few years ago where the majority of the parents that I worked with, we weren't of the same race mm -hmm. and we weren't of the same socioeconomic status. And yet um, it was important to me to come alongside them and to um, develop a friendship with them because as a team, we were working for their kids. Mm -hmm. And what I realized, or I guess from my own experience as a counselor, what I've realized is that when we go to the most basic levels of human experience, we can really connect with anyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's just humanity and community. And it's God created us that way. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's based on our willingness and, uh, and also being observant and mm -hmm. caring enough to be vulnerable and approach someone, mm -hmm. you know, with a genuine interest. And you never know what will come of that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think one of the questions as you were thinking about that are being genuinely interested in mm -hmm. them. One, one um, tip that I've learned as a former teacher and again, as a school counselor, when you're really trying to learn the names of kids and mm -hmm. you're really trying to understand um, their stories and to connect with them in a way that is very personal um, is to ask them those questions. And so, you know, in asking even a potential friend what their interests are is literally just asking them about those interests. So like, I probably know more about 10 to 12 year old boys and the video games that they play because <laughs> I worked with that population for such a long time. Yeah. But even as adults, asking about their work, asking about their hobbies. Not that you have to know about it, but we all want to be seen and known. And so I think caring about others is caring about what might even be the uncommon thing between us, mm -hmm. but having interest in that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And don't we all want to be seen for our value? And if you see someone um, accomplishing something or doing something that you can um, respect or regard well, say that, say, oh, that is a great thing that you're doing, mm -hmm. or tell me more about that thing that I know nothing about. And yeah. 
sometimes just making somebody feel like they are seen mm -hmm. is, is opens a door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thinking about being a, an image bearer of Jesus Christ in our world and just thinking about the loneliness that people have in today's culture, especially in the COVID-19 stay at home, lets everyone kind of disconnect or only connect through mm. online um, mediums or, or not connect at all anymore. I think that the, one of the greatest tools we have of sharing the love of Christ and to truly share genuine Christianity mm -hmm. is through just common connection. Absolutely. You know, if there's one word I could think of to apply to a new friend or an old friend, it would be kindness, mm -hmm. just to be kind, mm -hmm. um, kind in our interactions, kind in how we speak of them. Mm -hmm. um, and that shows them more than all of our preaching might do. Mm -hmm. um, if they know that kindness comes from a deep well, mm -hmm. that is, is uh, poured into by our faith. Yeah. Actually, that brings a quote from my utmost for his highest that I was just reading yesterday. And I don't have the book with me right now. It's in another room. But the sentiment was, rather than telling people about Christ, let us interact with them in a way that makes them homesick for what you have. Oh, great. And I love the way he framed that, to be homesick for what you have. Mm -hmm. And there's a feeling of home um, I've really become a big proponent of inviting people into our home. Mm -hmm. um, that's been really heavy on my heart the last couple of years. It's been hard to do lately. It yes. has. <laughs> it has. Um, but rather than meeting at a coffee shop um, mm. for, hey, let's get together, um, it's, I've really been impressed on, well, why don't you come over and we'll have coffee at my house? Yeah. yeah. Which brings us to um, a segue of reaching out to other people, reaching out maybe in a mentoring relationship or cultivating different types of relationships and friendships that we're going to talk about in our next episode, which I am so excited about. You have titled this, what is, tell me what the title of our next episode <laughs> um, is. The Three Bettys. Um, and that's named after a woman who, when I was very, a young woman, reached out to me and she's much more mature than I, and her name was Betty. And I needed her in my life and I didn't know I needed her. Mm -hmm. And there are other women like I was at that time mm -hmm. who need a mature woman in their lives right? or a specific type of person in their lives. And so we're going to share who are some of our Bettys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also have been burdened um, with a lot of recent events with what I would call celebrity Christians mm -hmm. who have a lot of people who perhaps read their books, follow their platform. Mm -hmm. And it, it is this um, responsibility that we all have. In fact, I believe it's in one of the, um, the books, either first or second Timothy, where Paul really charges us to guard the trust. Mm -hmm. And that if we are a teacher of the word that we really, we have a trust and, and you don't have to have a platform. You don't have to have a podcast or write a book, but any all of us have at least one person who is watching us, even if it's our children. Mm -hmm. But in our spheres of influence, all of us are just one step ahead of someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important for us to continue this conversation of um, living out our faith is not just about ourselves, but it really is about guarding the trust that God has given us. And that is a, a huge responsibility. It is. It is. We're representing 
God's love. You know, you may not think of it in those terms, mm-hmm. but, um, and every, every person is, is to be valued and seen in the image of Christ. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So we invite you to join us for the next episodes, um, talking about the three Bettys and the importance of influence um, in the lives of women, by mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. for women, yep. and um, the different types of relationships. But for now, we want to say thank you for joining us today. Um, join Ingrid at IngridLockmeyer.com. You can follow her on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can join me, Brenda Yoder, at BrendaYoder.com. You can also um, join my um, parenting forum called the Fledge Parenting Forum on Facebook. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook also. And you can find our resources not only on our website, but also on Pinterest. So thanks again for joining us on the front porch. <laughs>